this sort of one kind of rogue Star Wars element, which is the Star Wars Holiday Special. I wonder uh, what would... Can we cut tape? Cut tape now. This is not allowed. You promise. No, you, uh, you, nobody is allowed to mention this. Oh, really? Have so you seen if, it? If I said it to... I've not seen it. If I said that to George Lucas, what would his face be like? Uh, 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 I think he'd leave the room. Oh, really? It was... I was in it. I was in it. I was there with the glowing globes and the Wookiees carrying them. Scary moment. They were treading on the little pea lights in the uh, black velvet flooring. It was quite weird. Carrie singing a cappella, very strange. I, I think it was, what was it? Uh, Ewok Free... Uh, no, they weren't invented. It was uh, Wookiee Pride Day. <laughs> uh, you should see it. I have the script at home. It's about that thick and a, a black and silver thing. And I opened it the other day and I closed it because it was so unbearable. It was pretty bad, actually. Mm. It's in the kind of black museum of, of crap, so... I don't, I don't think it will ever escape. So buy one, buy a, a, a pirated copy of... because you ain't going to get it from Lucasfilm. Yeah, it's on YouTube, I think, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. But you will die if you watch it. There's a special <laughs> thing in the digital queue. <laughs> What's up, pals? Are those fucking cats? Yes. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Of course, here. <laughs> All right. You know, and, and like I, I extensively catalog everything that we play on this show, so now I gotta get that song. <laughs> Terrible. Star Wars Cats. Uh, what is up? peoples so uh this is uh the mezzanine sleepover episode 59 yes coming to you on september 19th thereabouts and uh yes. your your regular cast of pals are here with you i am at sleep with five eyes or sleep i'm at megamix.com all one word and we have our regular guest Hello, everyone. My name is Philip. You can find me on Twitter at Philip A. Iver, P-H-I-O-I-P-A-I-V-E-R. You know what Sorry, that means? spelled it out tonight. I love it. You know what that means, everyone. We're talking yep. We're talking of all the Star Wars things that we've watched, maybe the greatest one of them all. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I was just about to say thank you for having me on an episode, a non-Star Wars episode, because that sure as hell wasn't Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> in case you didn't get from the uh from the uh the title of the episode or the uh, intro or the cover of the episode yeah we're talking star wars holiday special we are uh Ugh. it's uh, you were keyed up well here's what happened i last christmas a couple of other podcasts that i listened to uh there were two of them that ended up doing uh episodes about the holiday special Yep. And I'd never, I knew it existed, but I'd never paid attention to what the plot was or anything, <laughs> right? So then I heard them and I was like, oh, this is pretty bad. And then we started doing our Star Wars things. And so we were joking like, oh, we got to do the holiday special, right? Yep. So I finally, a few weeks ago, you know, went into YouTube and just typed it in. And lo and behold, of course, <coughs> YouTube contains everything. So it was Multiple there. hits. Yeah, multiple versions of it. So I watched for about three minutes and I was like, we have to review this. Yes. We have to watch this and review it. And so I made you guys watch it. Thank you for that. I hate you. <laughs> so this came out in 1978. Uh, you, you would have been you would have been around, around your first Christmas there, Slipman. Well, it was aired on November 17th, 1978. 
Yeah, so you so, would have been a, just a, a young a young pup. Yeah, you would I was have been about, a year. It was, why a, it was coming up on my second Christmas. I never saw it. And Phil, you were about 20 years from being born. <laughs> That's there a slight go. exaggeration. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I got the Wikipedia up just to... <laughs> Just to talk, just to give everybody a little bit of an intro to this. Uh, The Star Wars Holiday Special is a 1978 American musical science fiction television film (laughs) set in the Star Wars galaxy. It stars the series' first film's main cast while introducing the character Boba Fett, who would appear in later films. It was one of the first official Star Wars spinoffs and was directed by Steve Binder. Who? Binder? Binder? Who my dad pointed out, I think, yesterday, that directed the 68 comeback special uh, that Elvis did. Oh. Oh, well, there we go. So we got some we got some, some, some pedigree here. So we're going to talk this through like we do with everything else. But but there's a couple of like general points that I think people need to know about this. Now, uh, in a franchise that will sell anything. Yep. This is still not available on home video. No, apparently you can find on the new uh, set the on the on the Blu-ray set you can find the Boba Fett somewhere in there. Yeah, no, you're right. You but can find the Boba Fett uh, story, like the the side story there. Um, but yeah, that's you won't find this anywhere other than people who've captured on TV and cleaned it up. Oh yeah, some guys have done some some serious cleaning up of of the uh, of the video, and it's it's not bad. This aired one time. Yep. It aired on November 17th, 1978. They never rebroadcast it. Like that day, they would have done an East Coast and West Coast broadcast, I imagine. Yep. But other than that, it, it never was on television again. It never saw the light of day in terms of uh, VHS or anything. So, but then, yeah. of course, the internet, the, the great uh, equalizer. Yep. As, uh, you know has put it out there and we get to uh we get we got to enjoy this it has like all of the original cast because of course this only a new hope has come out at this point <clears throat> yeah yep. this is the second star wars thing ever yeah <laughs> this like, is before the this was this was after the re-release of a new hope so a new hope was or star wars as it was known then um hit pretty big and then they re-released it the next summer again mm. So this is about a few months after the re-release of, and of course it made Big Bank in its second run too. So they were riding a bit of a wave here, uh, and uh, I assume they were writing like that. That Empire was in in pre-production at this point, and uh, yeah, it's uh, th- this is this is what came from. Now this comes from a a like a, a George Lucas w- originally conceived this idea. But it, it, it rapidly was out of his hands. Uh, so as, as much as I want to blame this on him, you, you can't really. Well, there's some debate on that one. Um, he has disavowed it and said he didn't really have much to do with it. My understanding is that the showrunner, the, the on-set producer, insists that he sent Lucas dailies, that Lucas had to approve everything. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so... Uh, well, you know, George Lucas. <laughs> Lucas is... It, was, it was some more white slavers. <laughs> oh! <laughs> right. Uh, the, uh, from Wikipedia, the special is notorious for its extremely negative reception. Anthony Daniels, uh, who we just heard in the intro, in a documentary yep. promoting the worldwide tour of Star Wars in concert... That's something we need to see. (laughs) Notes with a laugh that the Star Wars universe includes the horrible holiday special that nobody talks about. 
George Lucas did not have significant involvement with the film's production and was reportedly unhappy with the results. However, Patty Maloney, who played, who played Lumpy, oh, God. stated in 2008 that Lucas was sent dailies of each day of shooting for approval. Well, you know, if you can't believe anybody... If you're going to believe anybody, it would be the uh, the the actor the actor who played Lumpy. If, if then again, if you're not going to believe anybody, it's probably George Lucas. Well, that's what I mean exactly. Yeah. So who knows? It's a mystery. <laughs> so uh, a couple of uh, notes on the cast. So we have everyone that you would know. So uh, Harrison Ford, Peter Mayhew, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher. Well, well, a mannequin, a mannequin that looks like Mark Hamill. Come on, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, and then uh, the guy who just passed away that did R two D two, right? Kenny Baker. Kenny right? Baker did was not he, in this. Movie. Was not in this one. So they just he had like, no. He had. That's why in the uh, opening credits they say R two D two as R, playing R two D two because Kenny Baker was not involved. They had they used an animatronic. Oh, so he was yeah. remote controlled R two D two. Uh, James Earl Jones was the voice of Darth Vader, of course. In archival footage. Well, right? I, I, yeah. I, I mean, come on. Once you pay Art Carney all the, you know, the big bucks, you don't have any money left for Baker. Well, well or Harvey Corman. I mean, yeah. So now, <laughs> dude played three roles. So here we go. We've got, we've got as, as our special guests, B. Arthur as Acmina, <laughs> Art Carney as Trader Son Dan. Yep. Diane Carroll as Mermaid Holographic. Oh, we'll, which, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jefferson Starship. Yes. By the way, the role <laughs> as Holographic Band. <laughs> Harvey Cor- Corman as uh, Krellman, Chef Gormanda, and a Morphian Instructor. Yes. And then we had uh, Mickey Morton as Mala. Paul Gale is itchy. Patty Maloney is lumpy. Oh God damn it! <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's so amazing. <laughs> All right, so should so, we should we just get into it? Let's just tear into this. Phil, show. you'll tell us what's canon and what the extended universe. This is uh, well. Same. well this was all my. This was canon until Disney bought it and it entered the legends category. Oh my God! It is certainly legendary. <laughs> yeah. So the plot of this thing, <laughs> this, by the way, was two hours. Uh, I mean, with commercials, it was about 90 minutes. Yep. Uh, in case you're all wondering. So they put this on. Oh, and it aired on CBS. Like, yep. And of course, in 1978, there was like four channels. So it was a network. It was prime time. Like, this was a big deal. And as we go through this, I, I'll probably note a number of times. It's amazing that even in 1978, someone thought of it. It got through whatever approval process. They they filmed it. They put it on fucking television. Like, well, just wait till we get to the end and the money has run out. Because I, I read an oral history on this, and the money runs out towards the end of their filming. Oh, this, this would explain. and mm-hmm. it would explain a lot of things that happen at the end of the, the, end, of the, <laughs> the end of the flick. <laughs> All right, so uh, here's where we start. On Life Day, Chewbacca, accompanied by Han Solo. Are, uh, is headed home to see his family. They're in the Millennium Falcon, and they're being chased by Imperial destroyers. And uh, Chevy, or Chewie, wants to get home for <laughs> Chevy. Oh Chevy, my gosh. Falcon, Chevy! It's a Freudian slip. Oh yeah, and Shufflebaka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he he needs to get home for Life Day. And of course, they're on ta- they're departing Tatooine because it all can't be like. Some other planet. <laughs> all everything, always Tatooine. Uh, so 
this is like the cold open, right? Like they, it opens mm-hmm. cold on this happening, and then yeah. they jump to uh, they jump into hyperspace and escape, and then we get the opening credits. Oh my god! Yes, and in the opening credits, we get our first glance of Mark Hamill's hair. <laughs> oh, and his face. Yes, yes, Phil. All right, so bit of the backstory there is towards the end of A New Hope, Mark Hamill was in a somewhat bad car accident. Right. Uh, and so actually at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back, that's that's part of the reason why the first thing that happens to Luke is he's attacked by the Wampa uh, in order to explain some of the real life scars on Mark Hamill's face at that time. Yes, so this true. being just a, a year after that happened... Uh, he still kind of looks like shit. So it's not, it's not, it's not a body double. That's confirmed. No. But, but did the car accident do something to his hair? <laughs> no, this, this might've just been bad makeup. Bad makeup well, and, 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 and hairstyling. He's gone blonde. Like all of a sudden oh, it's yeah. like, it's like surfer Luke Skywalker. I know. It's pretty awesome. With, with, with some serious eyeliner action. Uh, so after they go through the opening credits... We have a shot of, I guess, Chewbacca's family's treehouse. Yes, a, a beautiful matte painting yes. of a of a treehouse. And we go inside, and it looks like every sitcom from the seventies, like the seventies, <laughs> like some shag fucking carpet, <laughs> fireplace, and by there's the way, a kitchen. We do, like here at this point, they they kind of they you, they go to this uh, scene. And it's like seven minutes of fucking nothing. Oh my god, is it ever? Do you want to, Phil? You have your your laptop there, and you, I believe, you have it up. Can you go kind of to that part and just maybe we can hear it in the background? Because <laughs> <laughs> we we really need to. Oh, is this right at the beginning? Nice. Just put the mic up or up to it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There oh. you go. Oh, we really want it. Oh yeah. Oh. So. So we're introduced here. <laughs> oh, look. He's playing with the carved X-Wing. Yes. And can we say, for George not knowing too much about this, the um, the house here on Kashyyyk looks suspiciously like the ones that show up in episode three on Kashyyyk. <laughs> oh. Yes. For, for the record, folks, there are no subtitles. No, they're just like... Wookieing at each other. Listen to this. Just... Oh, there's Malabaka. <laughs> this is terrible. All right. It's terrible. So this so goes on for ten minutes. <laughs> the itchy is Chewbacca's dad. Yes. And he's fucking around with some toy, and fucking Lumpy's running around like a crazy man. Lumpy is Chewbacca's son. son. And he's got a toy. We think. And his grandfather doesn't want to have anything to do with him, seemingly. Yeah, and then... He's um, he's, he's barking at him in his dog voice. And then Mala, who is, I guess, Lumpy's mom and Chewbacca's wife, wife. is in the kitchen. Because it's 1978. Yeah, she's she's cooking. So, basically, now, this... For, like, you know, ten minutes, it goes on. And what I wrote down that happens is uh, Chewie's kid, uh, Lumpy, goes into the kitchen, <laughs> and I think he tries to take a cookie off yes. a plate on, of the table, but Mala sees him and scolds him. She's like, all oh, oh, that lump baka. So then, he has to take the garbage out? Well, and here's the thing, I have the Star Wars wick eye up. 
Okay. On on Wikia.com. <laughs> and they say that it said they say that they that what what she has when he tries to steal a taste of is wookie ookies <laughs> which are which are mentioned later on oh, no. they are they are formerly canon i assume oh my god so yeah so she she asks him to take out the day's garbage and he takes the trash outside and then decides to commit suicide <laughs> yeah so they're on this crazy tall tree and so he's standing on the mat painting <laughs> And walking along the ledge, and you know, I, I, I mean, Lumpy, there's, there's seriously, there's some issues going on there. Like he just decide, and again, yeah, he gets up on the banister or like mm-hmm. on the railing, on the yeah, railing, and is walking, walking it. And they do, they do a pretty nice, uh, pretty nice job of having him. You know, he has to walk around the pillar at one point. So they, I, can you imagine having to act that out? Okay, now you're gonna go around the pillar. Well, it looks like it's a scene from fucking Size Small. Well, and oh. oh. <laughs> And already, uh, right, I can't believe I'm nitpicking like this, but you could have set up the railing thing that happens later on with just one cut shot of it being, you know, a little bit fractured or something. Yeah, but in the end, it, it's all, like, of no consequence. Like, yeah. even though he just does this for no reason. And then it's, and then it's just, like, next scene, right? It's pointless. Yep. Yeah. So then uh, they he comes back in, and I guess to entertain him, they find a tape. Now, this house, <laughs> every fucking room has, like, some sort of viewing device. Times yes. 12. Like, they have, like, TVs and virtual reality, he- like, headwear and a virtual reality table mm-hmm. and computers, like, everything. It's like it's like the house of today. It's like, oh, the Empire's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, really, I don't see how bad off, how badly, how bad off they are. So, uh, they have this virtual reality table, and they take a tape and put it in. And it produces a holographic circus show? Yes. With dancers and acrobats? Oh, my God. Uh, Phil, can we get some... Uh, can we get that scene now, please? Oh, God. <laughs> Phil, was, now, Phil you, was humming this when he now, came to Do you want the actual scene, or do you just want our version where we go... It's funny because it's true. Yep. Here we go. And they're just watching. Yeah. And then we're... Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So what's happening while this is going on is that there's a... Everybody's wearing, like, full body suits and, like, fluorescent colors with, like, um, tassels. Yes. And one guy's got, like, a a horn device (laughs) that he's blowing... And then these acrobats come out. One of them does, like, the uneven bars. Like, literally, like, at the Olympics. <laughs> and then the rest of them are, like, gymnasts and acrobats. But he's watching these mini versions on a table because it's a virtual reality thing. And so we're fucking watching the Wookiee watching the circus. <laughs> yes, essentially. And then it we get... Kind of, it kind of takes me back to the, the, the bubble show in episode three <laughs> and then they do uh, like a close-up like they do these close-ups of like the the pleased wookie child's face oh he's very and, pleased and he and he claps but it's his fucking costume hitting together so it's just like imagine if you had mittens <laughs> yeah he's got like he's got a pair of garbage mitts on <laughs> although here wait the bubble show in episode three at least george lucas didn't make us watch the bubble show like, no, it that's was, it. At least it, there was some dialogue. It was background, and it almost immediately cuts to Palpatine being evil. This yes. one, we're, we're watching, we're watching yep. Lumbaka 
I'm just gonna say that's his name, even though it's not. We're watching Lumbaka watch Cirque du Soleil. Yes. Only Essentially. crap. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty then, bad. So then they now they go to another device <laughs> that shows traffic control on the planet. Like they type in some sort of code and it tells them what the shipping situation is yes, coming in strange. and out of the planet. And they, they type in code, but then the thing displays in just plain old English. Yeah, yes, yep. strange. And you know, early on in those days, a lot of things were were, um, were a lot of their props. They used, especially the screens had a lot of English that they then cleaned up uh, so, on the movies. But of course, they didn't take the time to clean it up in this. <laughs> so the yeah the family's checking of course because they all are wondering when Chewie's coming back and they know that he yes. could be in danger. Um, right. And by the way, there's been no dialogue at this point. No, no. Nope. Now they go over to their video phone, a, a different <laughs> terminal. Yes, <laughs> this, another one. This one's their secret rebel communication terminal. Apparently. Uh, so they they call up Luke. So Luke is in, uh, I guess, a garage. He's in a pilot's outfit. It's like a, a, a coveralls, orange, right? Blonde yeah. hair, tan. And yeah. R2's hanging out with him. And they're working on a ship. Yep. And they're just, I guess they're like, have you heard from Han or Chewie? And I guess Luke hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't. <laughs> also, but he, the acting is terrible. Well, I like how Luke can understand them. Yes. Like, perfectly. But Princess Leia, a career diplomat, needs C-3PO to translate. Luke Skywalker, a country bumpkin from Tatooine, understands Wookiee. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, it makes no sense. Uh, so then... It, but again, yeah, I guess, you know, I guess you gotta kind of take it a, a, a little outside, even. No! I, I don't know. Make outside sense, movie! <laughs> Why don't you make sense? So then they they decide to dial up somebody else. But but before that, of course, R two D two is acting stupid. So we forget that. Yes. He he he, uh, he ruins things because well, he's R two D two. Well, as he always does, right? He's it's not fumbling. like he's ever perfect in fixing every technical problem the Star Wars universe has ever had. <laughs> yes, he's always been the bumbling robot. Well, C three PO has been the genius, like you know, reliable robot, right? The brave robot. Uh, anyway, so then they dial up uh, Trader Son Dan. Yes. Who is Art Carney. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. And he's just in a workshop. Yeah. Like, basically like a woodworking shop, you know, and I, here's what I wrote. And now we're in a workshop, a store. What the hell is happening here? <laughs> and then when they're talking to him, he makes a Han Solo pun. Well, he, he has to be very careful because there's an Imperial officer there. Yes. So he, he needs to talk about how that shaggy rug was made by someone by hand solo. <laughs> and it's just so bad. Also, also, folks, in case after you... And remember, this is one year after A New Hope. In case you didn't realize the Empire was evil, we're going to have this officer dude just take an item from this store. Of course. Yes, so now you right. know the empire's evil. They're very bad. Yes, they're, they're not good people. Um, I wrote then in big capital letters. I don't know what is happening here. <laughs> then, <laughs> then they have a scene where Darth Vader is walking with a commander, 
on the Death Star, except it's just a scene from Star Wars with different yes. dialogue. Yes! Awesome. <laughs> it's like awesome. numerous, numerous yeah, things. Star, they can't be on the Death Star. It's been blown up. Yes. So they're on a Star Destroyer, clearly. And the ADR for the officer walking with him doesn't match the lips at all. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I'm not a stickler for that stuff, but holy Jesus, even I noticed it. Well, it costs money. So we go- it costs money to shoot new scenes. <laughs> so we go back to the Wookiee house. Yeah. And now Nala's in the kitchen, and she's going to cook a meal. This so, is oh my god! So on the works. on the video screen that's in the kitchen, <laughs> yeah. she brings up uh, who is this? This is, Har- this is Harvey Gorman, right? Harvey Gorman playing Gormanda, a four armed <laughs> chef, and they are making a meal with bantha meat, the rump, Be- because again, everything has to tie into Tatooine. <laughs> so I, now I now believe. they they have bantha meat. On Kashyyyk. <laughs> Which makes no sense. No. And, you know. uh... They're gonna yeah, stir. Yeah, so they go through a whole kind of Julia Child routine. <laughs> uh, you know, Harvey Corman in Alien Drag. And, uh, you know, the big reveal is that it's, she's, you know, forearms. And doing a lot of mixing and stirring. Stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 yeah, stir. Yeah, and, and, and come on, Phil, you can find it. Oh, uh, really? Please. You're going to make me get it? <laughs> I'm going to make you do this oh at least like God. three or four more times. This guy rides the subway over to your place. I know, but he brought his laptop, so he's and he can get to it right away. And now he's looking for it. Oh. <laughs> Step one. We stir the mixture. Stir, 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 stir. I just want to note, while this is happening, this is a fucking Star Wars um, show. That's terrible. So it's stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. Stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. Alright. Fuck this. This isn't Sesame Street. We're just getting started. And on the count of one, Phil's got the happiest look on his face. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay. I'm oh. sorry. I had to keep it going to the wah. I had to. Oh, God. Okay. I, I will say that the slow reveal of this character having not two but four arms, that was, a, that was well done. Oh, come uh, on. Yeah, it was not. You know what, though? If you're looking at it um, from a pure, like, uh, from a writing standpoint, it was, it was clever. It was. I, like, I didn't she could barely it. keep up. With two arms, now all of a sudden there's four. It's it's it's, it's shenanigans. I, I like how you know while she's fretting over her husband maybe getting killed, trying to journey back that she's in the midst of this. Uh, she's got to cook the bantha. Hey, she's still. Got to cook the bantha rump for fucking life day. Come on. Uh, so then uh, we go back to Han and Chewie who are still being chased in space. Yes. And then we go back to the Wookies. Yep. And now there's a broadcast message that I guess the Empire has, like, ways of just broadcasting through a PA system in all the homes everywhere. Yeah. Because they broadcast that the planet is now under a blockade. We will see shortly how effective this blockade is. Yes. Uh, so the planet is on blockade. Uh, well, now- we know how we know the track record Star Wars has with blockades <laughs> and how effective they are. <laughs> so now, uh, Trader Saw and Dan... 
shows up at the house. I guess, yeah, he just, just comes over. He's got uh, Does he yes. climb the rope ladder, or do they have an elevator? I have no idea how he gets up there. Uh, you think they'd have an elevator inside the tree trunk? They got. I mean, they have a fucking TV screen in every room. Well, they, yes, they've got all these screens and holograms, and let's not forget this wooden house has an electronic sliding door. Yeah, <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, so he has gifts. Uh, he gives Itchy a machine. I just wrote Itchy gets some sort of machine that gets him high. I guess. Uh, but it's it's. I think it gets him horny. <laughs> yeah. So what it actually is, it's a virtual reality helmet. Yeah, he's got he's got some he's, Oculus. Rift he's got going. an Oculus Rift. There you <laughs> so so now while everybody's in the house, they're like, try this out. So he itchy again. Who's Chewbacca's and he gives dad? Him, like the and he gives him the old the old uh, double eyebrows. And yeah. The, and the he's wow. like, hey, so uh, itchy. I, you know, I I don't even know what to expect. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta you gotta watch this stuff. Yeah, I know. And and yeah, so Itchy settles in. Now you know By I, got, the way, I gotta let's say. talk about let's talk about Itchy for a second. <laughs> he has the most, the most disgusting looking Wookiee oh, I've ever seen. Oh my god. His jaw is horrifying. <laughs> I saw this. Like I, I just saw this for the first time last night. And Itchy shows up on the screen. And oh my god, that is hideous. Well, you're like, ah, what? What is that? Well, and and well, let's let's what first is this say beast? that until the holiday special was decanonized, uh, Itchy was a veteran of that battle in episode three. Oh. So maybe <laughs> something happened to his jaw, because that ain't a normal looking well, jaw. Well, and if you've seen things, you know, you've seen a lot of... Though you'd think that they, they would have been able to rebuild it a little bit with all their technology, but... Anyway, Itchy is horrifying. Itchy is, t- yeah. Got, he like, gets into these. He gets into this virtual reality chair with a with a with a helmet, it, which is you know barely covering his face. Well, and is it just me or does it look like a like a hair salon thingy? Well, it must be. <laughs> I have to say, by the way, when you you made reference to uh, uh, when I keep forgetting his fucking name, the traitor. Uh, gives him the helmet and is like, get a load of this, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I think to myself, though, it's 1978, right? This is when you'd have to invite people over and, like, set up a projector to watch porn. Yes. So the fact <laughs> that people would be like, get, come on over and uh, get a load of these films. It's like that. So I could see it, you know, being part of the times. It's yeah, like, yeah. Going to watch well, a little skin going, flick action. Going to buy his reaction. Someone's getting a load. So. So, oh, they, yeah. so they show then what Itchy is seeing, and it, it starts <laughs> off with like a kaleidoscope image, yes. and people are swimming, and it, they look like sperm. <laughs> and then it starts talking. This is I'll just put what I wrote. Then it starts talking, and then Diane Carroll appears and starts <laughs> getting all sexy with the Wookiee. What in the fuck? And yeah, then she starts bad. singing, and she's like fucking sex talking him, like nine seven six line sex talking him. Yes, it's ridiculous. And like he's not beating his meat, but he's like, he, like he's into it, <laughs> and he's just sitting in the living room with his family around. <laughs> his grandson stumbling around. Diane Carroll saying, "I can feel my creation." Oh my god! <laughs> god damn it! This again. Now, Phil, before we started recording, had mentioned like one of the problems with this thing is who's it? Who's it written for? 
right? Like, I don't understand. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> and we're gonna get to this section, but the, the 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 animated cartoon section in this holiday special is to me perhaps the part that makes the most sense because I can understand who it's for. It's for yep. children. Yes. You know, it's fine. And frankly, it's the most Star Warsy thing in this entire damn movie, but whatever. Yes, it is. It's, yep. it's for kids. I understand the target audience. Who the hell is the rest of this for? Like, yeah, it's I too don't know. dull and nonsensical for adults. And unless children are into five minutes of instructional manuals for things that don't exist, I don't think it's for them either. <laughs> or porn. Or porn. Unless children really want to hear about grandpa getting off to a black woman. <laughs> Yeah, well, and we, you know what? What this uh, trader gives Itchy is a memory chip that he inserts into Itchy's mind evaporator, according to the Star Wars Wikia.com. Oh my god! Uh, it's, all right. I, uh, so <laughs> then the video screen goes off, <laughs> and now it's Princess Leia and Meepio. <laughs> oh fuck's sakes! And Meepio has to translate the Whoopi language, Whoopi, Whoopi language. <laughs> The Wookiee language to Leia, but not vice versa. No. As you had mentioned yeah. earlier. Um, so now, Han and Chewie, we go back to them. They're no, in the full. Oh, no, no, oh. no, no. We need to speak about <laughs> Carrie Fisher for a second. Oh, yes, we do. I because. Just, just, right. out, just out of her mind stone. Oh, right, folks. A, you need to watch this. Like, you, this is one of those things that you need to watch once just to understand how bad it is. Yes. When you watch this part with Carrie Fisher, watch her try and get up and circle the table. She is completely out of it. She is not there. And for, yeah. and this is right around the time that Carrie Fisher herself has said she had a serious coke problem. And yeah, and you're wondering if it's like horse tranquilizers at this point, because my god, I don't think she's seeing anything. Like she's completely, I mean, she's <laughs> so unfocused in how she's look and how she looks. I'm oh, like, yeah. holy gee! Like at least at the end of this, when she shows up again, she looks a little bit more into it. Like she looks like she's actually present in the space. Yeah. The day they shot this scene, though. <laughs> No way! Uh, like, not someone, a good day. For like, Carrie like Fisher. were the rails in the bathroom like half Must an hour been. before? Because she's out of it. Can you, by the way, Phil? Can you? You missed this observation uh, when we recorded Jedi, but can you mention it here? Because uh, I think it, it's fascinating. Well, on this one, uh, credit to Red Letter Media and and their Return of the Jedi commentary track because they pointed right. out that in I think it's a scene in the sh in the shuttle in Return of the Jedi. Carrie yep. Fisher puts her hand on Harrison Ford's shoulder, I believe. And you can see that Carrie Fisher has one nail, which is longer than the rest of them. And that's her Coke nail. So <laughs> that she can just shove it into her nose without the need of a, you know, a dollar yeah, bill or something. Rolling up a bill or, yeah, <laughs> fuck's sake. Awesome. amazing. God, I love this shit. <laughs> All right. Um, so now... Han and Chewie are still in the Falcon, and they're approaching the, the Wookiee planet, and they're like, oh, there's a blockade. We'll have to go in through the north side. What? <laughs> and that's it. That's the solution. And spoiler alert, they successfully just land. You don't. There's no more conflict to their <laughs> having to get on the planet until they show up. At the Wookiee home well, later on. Well, that would yep. require, like, new footage and stuff. <laughs> yes, yeah, of course. That's right. So they yeah. just say they're going to take the north side, and it's going to be a little bit lo longer a walk on the world's tiniest planet. Yeah, mm -hmm. apparently. Like, the world's tiniest planet inhabited by giant, like, monster creatures. <laughs> and, like, huge, tall trees. But apparently this planet is tiny? 
you can all, you know, yeah, walk across it in, in, in minutes. Uh, then there, we're back in the Wookiee home and the door, whatever, I don't know if there's a doorbell, there's something <laughs> at the door and they open up their electronic door and now we've got Imperial guards and stormtroopers that Here are come the bad guys. Yeah. The baddies. So yep. one of the, one of the guards, uh, uh, fucking trader Sondan is like, you should check this thing out. Like these, in, these like menacing guards, like imagine like, you know, it, it's like back to war times where like you're getting inspected by the, yep. the, the Imperial army. Well, it's like, this is a continuation of, of what Star Wars A New Hope was kind of, which was Nazis in space. Like it, it's, yeah. it's very much, it has yep. some roots in World War II. And this idea of we're going in your home and we're checking for rebels and we're papers, please. <laughs> yeah. This is still the same thing, but hey, here's Jefferson Starship. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, uh, uh, Trader Sondan. I hate calling him that, but I'm going to just keep doing it. I'm just calling him Art Carney. Art Carney's like, you know, you should check this thing out. And so, one of the Imperial Guards just decides to stop what he's doing and sit at the fucking table and watch another video screen that shows... uh, Live performance by Jefferson Starship. Yep. In hologram form. Uh, what I wrote here is, except it's, I said it's a live song performed by Jefferson Starship, except it's not live. It's a studio <laughs> recording and they're just playing their instruments to it. There is a pink glow everywhere. The guard is enamored. I'm speechless. Yes. Then I wrote, summed it up. this is a real thing that was on television. Yep. For children, I think. So then um, Lumpy is, you know, being a kid and being annoying. So the Imperial, (laughs) the Imperial troopers want him to shut the fuck up. So they make him watch another video screen that has a cartoon about Star Wars. Yeah, it's strange. No, no, strange doesn't begin. So let me get this straight. (laughs) They've produced in the Star Wars universe. There is a cartoon series Featuring the Star Wars main cast. Yes, so that is you know broadcast around the uh, around the galaxy. Well, I'm gonna guess that it must be like rebel propaganda. Mm, I don't know how widely broadcast it is, and the reason I say that, and I, I'll just skip right to that. Is this part. a bootleg DVD? Is that what this? Well, is? but here's the thing. Okay, <clears throat> so I'll, we'll talk about the cartoon, you know, in more detail in a second, but. Kind of at at one point in the cartoon, uh, it's a cartoon where they reveal Boba Fett, and Boba Fett is pretending to be friendly with all the rebels. Yeah. So especially Luke, who's like, he's our friend. <laughs> and, uh, it's, and but then there's like this, there's a conversation that Boba Fett has away from the rest of them, and it's the reveal to the audience that he's actually a sinister character and he's going to turn on them. And when he does this, uh, Lumpy in the room. <laughs> Yeah, gives like a shriek of like terror and s- alerts the guards in the room to be like, "Hey, what's happening over there?" <laughs> and it's such a tense moment that they cut to commercial yep. and they they're actually having you like in suspense of are they going to discover him watching a cartoon of his father <laughs> and the other Star Wars characters be betrayed by Boa Fett and then get mad about it? <laughs> 
I, I don't know, dude. Uh, oh, oh, God. Hey, wait a second. Okay, can we talk about the logic of inside the cartoon? Yes. What is Chewbacca doing? Why is he going on a suicide run on the rebel base, only the fly over it? Is there any reason? Like, couldn't he have just communicated saying, hey, I got hand tied up behind me because he's infected with some sort of sleep thing. Uh, you guys can't come aboard the ship. Send help. Oh. Instead, he goes on an extreme proximity flyover and proceeds to almost shoot down Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so I, I oh, think. I, also, I like how Boba Fett trying to be friendly is still an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wrote. Here's my plot summary: The Falcon lands on a water planet, and Luke, R two, and Mepio follow them. Yep. Then Boba Fett shows up on a sea monster and offers <laughs> to help them out. <laughs> Then they find Han, and he's got a sleeping virus or something, and so they uh, go. Yeah, to the- it's been caused by some kind of a talisman. <laughs> oh my god! Which, talisman. which, which, which the big man will. Yeah. Be- before we got here, before we got here, I will say I appreciate that they had the correct Y wing sound effects, and that it's Luke piloting a Y wing. Thank Good. you. Good. I like it. Yes, I like it. So then they go to the city to get serum, but then Boba Fett, <laughs> but then Boba Fett communicates. Uh, with Vader and Lumpy again lets out a scream, which makes the officer in the home suspicious, which makes no sense. Yep. Then the droids find out that Boba Fett is a bounty hunter. Luke is none the wiser until they tip him off, at which point Boba jets off. Yeah, that's pretty much it, right? <sighs> they get in the yeah. serum. They get the serum and cure everybody. But Luke, the whole way through this cartoon, because Boba Fett's like, "I'm Boba Fett. I'm your friend." So Luke is like, "Okay, he's our friend." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, he, why is the Jedi the most, uh, like, the most oblivious to what's really happening here? Hush. Got uh, me. Uh, 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 yeah, this cartoon. And I don't hate this cartoon. I, no, it's Again, I, I think it's the best part of this of this holiday special, quote-unquote. But it's like, okay, Chewie's actions makes, make no sense. Apparently, the communication between Boba Fett and Darth Vader can just be hacked into by accident. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, it, honestly, I have one. My my main thing that I take away from this is this is why people think Boba Fett is badass. He was pretty badass. Although the idea that like, hands- it's okay, it's not. But I, I I had I was expecting a little bit more. If the holiday special had been all this, it wouldn't have been revo- like it wouldn't have the same reaction. It would have been oh, there's that goofy kid kind of spinoff. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. if the holiday special had been just a cartoon as opposed to a cooking video, a fucking porn scene, a Wookiee Starship concert, a Wookiee a Wookie <laughs> sitcom, a fucking, uh, you know, a funny old traitor, Joe, who comes to the house. At this point, <laughs> everything you've just said has happened. Yes. And we're, yeah. we're only an hour in. <laughs> like, if it was all animated, like, you, you see, if you watch the Lego stuff, they just, you can do whatever you want. It's just kid stuff. And, uh, uh, and, and so, again, this thing, which is must be rebel propaganda... Uh, uh, portrays the heroes as stupid and naive. Should I add that we're not even close to the most fucked up thing of this whole movie? Oh god, I know. I don't know. Itchy's kind of up there. I think, I I mean, I think they climax with, like, the most (laughs) fucked up thing. Though Itchy's probably already (laughs) climaxed a few times. (laughs) Uh, So, then... After this cartoon ends, the Imperial officers just, like, assholes go to Lumpy's room and just fuck all his dolls up. 
They all rip it, <coughs> rip the head off his stuffed bantha. Oh, although I need to ask. So, so did you watch the version with commercials? No, I didn't. Oh, you guys missed out. So at this point, we go to a CBS Newsbreak commercial where it nice. talks about, um, oh, geez, an American has been convicted for selling info to the Russians, and nice. the premier of the Soviet Union confirms that they tested a neutron bomb. <laughs> Oh, during man. the Star Wars special, yeah, like, amazing. And, and, and then it goes to that very quick. You're watching the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> and can you, can you? How long is this clip? I almost want to hear this. I love how it's like neutron bomb kills all humans and leaves buildings standing. Also, a snowstorm. <laughs> no, and it wasn't just a snowstorm. The story was so the expected baby bump from nine months after that snowstorm hasn't happened. Oh. And, 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 and the news and and the the anchor says uh, apparently or, or reports say that all the men must have been outside shoveling snow. Oh my god! Oh, fuck, damn it. <laughs> And then we go back to the Star Wars special. No, and yes. then we get TV commercials <laughs> of like Grease Live or something. No, nice. Bobby Vinton's Rock and Rollers. Yes. <laughs> what a time to be alive. So, so I watched the version of all the commercials. So at this point, I've been hit by GM and union ads. Like there's no tomorrow. Oh, oh the GM on. union. Uh, you know what? There was seventy-eight. There were sponsorships. I saw one sponsorship for a GM in the union. Yeah, big time. Awesome. Uh, uh, so after the, uh, well, wait, I don't know if the officers, no, the officers are still there, but Lumpy is now alone in his room. Yes. And he one of his gifts, he pulls out, and it's basically like an Apple One, right? <laughs> um, but they call it a translator. Yeah, yeah I mean, a mini transmitter. And it's, it's uh, a bunch of pieces of electronics. And so... To figure out how to put this together, he has to, surprise, surprise, turn on his television screen <laughs> in the room and watch an instructional video on how to put a, a piece of electronic equipment together. <sighs> and it's not its not ironic and it's not humorous. It's just what I've described to you. So yep, you're it's not... It's Harvey Corman. It's, it's not like they were like, okay, go out and buy this in real life, and then you can build it along with like, the Wookiee to here, the video. Here's your X-Wing. <clears throat> here's how to assemble it. Yeah. But yeah. instead, oh. it's just you watch him build a device that you don't know what it is, you'll never use, you'll never have, and you watch him get instructions on how to build it for five minutes. Yeah, from a, from a, from some kind of a, <laughs> some kind of a robot being who glitches. Oh, God. And that's like Harvey Corman being funny. I actually don't mind. If only because I've never seen this particular effect for doing a glitch where they actually, I guess. Rewind him? Yeah, they mess up with, yeah. the, they mess with the tape. I actually yeah. didn't mind that effect. It's a shame they did it every three seconds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then, <laughs> the Imperial troops are still in the home. And on another TV screen. Ugh. There's a TV show. God damn it. 
<laughs> it's called. We, we've had a com- another commercial break for Stand. the record. <laughs> the TV show is called Life on Tatooine. <laughs> Goddamn Tatooine. It takes place in the cantina from A New Hope. Yeah, and Mos Eisley. <clears throat> and tending bar at the cantina is B. Arthur. Yes, also known as Maud. Now, now I will say, or Dorothy on Golden Girls. Now, at least uh, there were a couple of the shots immediately before they go in the cantina, which were originally filmed for New Hope. It didn't make it into the feature film. So there's one with uh, with a little person who runs under some really tall guy, uh, like runs between his legs. That was originally going to be in the in the feature film. It was it, it hit the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. I like how in this cantina scene. It's all the old masks and creatures from the original cantina scene. Like they brought them out of storage. Nice. Like it's it's all the old animatronics and and, and makeup and design and, and masks and all that business. So it was it, what, it's what actually I really missed, nice. Yeah, what I missed was if the Wolfman was there. Yeah, no, he's there. Nice. Now <clears throat> we'll talk about this scene, but let's just first of all tell you this scene is fifteen minutes long. Ugh. So at first she's just tending bar and there's a customer who is hitting on her. Right? He's in love with her. Well, it's it's fantasy. It's, it's a fantasy his, show. It's what's his face again? Harvey Corman? I, I don't is think it? is it. I don't think so. I believe it is Harvey Corman. Oh, yes. God. Shut up. Yeah, it's uh, uh Yeah, I believe it is. I'm just looking to see <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm doing a quick check here. The video is announced. Okay, so oh, by the way, okay, this is from Wikipedia. Uh, the yep. video that they're watching, Life on yeah, Tattoo, Harvey Corman. <laughs> the video is announced as required viewing for all Imperial forces, and uh. much of it features B. Arthur running Mos Eisley Cantina. Part of the scene is at the bar. She is approached by an admirer, Krellman, an amorous <laughs> alien who misunderstood something she said to them the other night. When the em- then the empire announces a curfew, which I believe the curfew that they announce like this this is presented as they're watching a f- a, fic- a fictitious television show, but it's not like the curfew that they announce is actually a real curfew. No, no, I, it's <clears throat> like they're watching real life in Tatooine. Like there's a a live feed. Yeah, like I guess there's a cameraman or a droid. So it's reality television. Yeah, no, it's it's reality TV. And also, it's the same officer Mm. on the view screen in Tatooine as it is in in Kashyyyk. Apparently, that (laughs) that bugs me so much. Uh, Now this is this is what Wikipedia says. I'm just going to read this verbatim. When Empire announces the curfew, Akmina announces a last drink, and when the creatures ignore her, she sings a fun song. Oh, my God. <laughs> good night, but not goodbye, set to the Cantina Band theme. Terrible. Oh, it's terrible. I, I don't even know what to tell you. Like, it's a uh-huh. full fucking musical number. Yep. And she just gives everybody drinks. Yep. Anyways, all right. Um, Han and Chewie then show up at the home, having yep. walked half the planet. Yep. Uh, and they dispose of the Imperial forces. Like, there's, there's like a physical confrontation, right? Yep. 
And then when that's done, Han's just like, well, I got to go. I got to go back to the Falcon. Have a well, good life. Well, the best thing day. about the confrontation is, and that is, is, is the Han fake out that sends the stormtrooper oh, flying God. to his death. <laughs> but like, but yeah, wait, the, the, the thing that started this was, uh, Lumpy, the technical genius that he is, puts together that mini transmitter and by repeatedly hitting his hand on it, manages to message out, return to base. Yeah. And so all the stormtroopers and the officers leave because apparently they can be fooled by a mini transmitter that was assembled two seconds ago. Well, they're stupid. <sighs> Uh, so then the comm screen flashes and the Empire's checking in, but the traitor, who's still in the house, uh, I guess he lies? Mm-hmm. Yes. He, he basically lies and is like, everything's okay here or something, and that's it. Like, that's the end of the conflict of, uh, in this whole thing. So, so he comes in and he says, don't worry, guys, I cleaned up the body. <laughs> like, he's <laughs> like, don't worry, you're not going to see him again. And then that general message alert comes out. Which I guess showed up in every home ever, saying, uh, trooper, blah, 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 you're not responding, turn on your comms. <laughs> and, and, and then Art Carney says, yeah, so he was here and he was left here alone and then he, he, he took all the food and robbed me blind and, and went for the hills. Right. <laughs> and I'll be completely honest, I actually don't mind this. Because it, it <laughs> come on, no, I don't mind this. It's a smart idea inside of the stupidest thing ever, which is, and actually, it it reminds me of a, of the Force Awakens in terms of, hey, this stormtrooper just deserted. Like maybe the Imperial Army has a desertion problem. Yeah, but, maybe. And, and you know what? He's contacting a bureaucrat. He's not co- contacting that melodramatic officer from five minutes ago who wouldn't <laughs> who wouldn't believe that story. He's contacting some bureaucrat who probably doesn't care less about any rebel connections. And he's just like, "Yeah, fine, okay, another one deserted. You know, we'll send out a search party." Well, there you go. All right, this is the thing that I've been waiting for. Oh God. Okay, so now the Wookies are together. Yes. <sighs> And they all do, like, this pose where they're all kind of facing, like, they're all facing the camera, right? Yep. And then, okay, I'm just, I'll just read what I wrote here. <laughs> the Wookiees hold up what look like snow globes for Life Day. Yeah, then so all of a sudden, and now the rest of this I wrote in all caps. They're in full robes, and a bunch of them are walking in space into a large, bright orb. What in the actual fuck? Yep. So, the Wikipedia yep. says, the family is seen in space, traveling toward a bright star. There, There's, like, a procession of robed Wookiees walking in space. Not There's no surface below them. Nope. It's like a shot of outer space, and these Wookiees are just walking across the sky into an orb. All of a sudden, they're magical celestial beings. <laughs> Apparently. So the goal- By the way, this is where the money has run out in this production. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> so, they go into the orb. And then all of a sudden, Meepio and R2 are just there. Yeah! And then the rest of the Star Wars gang... And then just... Han shows up again! Yeah, the, the, the Star Wars gang are there too. Right? Yep. Uh, then Princess Leia, I guess she she would be the person to do this, because she's the diplomat. Yep. She gives a short speech on the meaning of Life Day. Ugh. And then she sings a Life Day song to the tune oh. of the Star Wars theme. <laughs> so fucking bad now apparently i i i only in the um previous podcast that i heard talking about this but apparently like this was an important thing for carrie fisher 
in this movie, like there was insistence on her part where she was like, I, I'm, I need to sing. I, yep. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I can't believe I'm saying this. I didn't mind the song. <laughs> I didn't. It's it, this is one of those. Can this, you can you find the song, Phil? One I more clip. Can, you can give us I one can, more clip. I can. But I just want. Most of this movie is not so bad. It's good. It's just so bad. It's bad. Yeah. This is one of those parts where it. You know what? It's bad enough that I can enjoy it. And and I actually didn't mind the meshing of the kind of holiday special theme <laughs> with the old Well, with, at with least this Wars. was kind of holiday specially. Yeah. I'll give it that. And Carrie Fisher doesn't look completely coked out <laughs> coked up <laughs> out of her mind. Well, this is her well, big you know, scene. This is her scene for to show her mom. Okay. Oh my god. So okay, yeah, I just so want to know that's her like I'm showing Debbie that I can do this. I want to note that 90 seconds ago Phil is on record of saying he didn't mind that. <laughs> really? oh. oh my god. Okay. Yeah. So she sings this fucking song. <laughs> then they they show a close up. By the way, we haven't mentioned throughout the movie there are just nonstop close ups of the Wookiees' faces. Oh god! Like throughout the movie, nonstop Wookiee close up. Yes, yeah, just like the cover of this week's episode. <laughs> but the close up at the end is of Chewbacca's face, and he's in thought, and he is remembering all of his adventures from the New Hope. Yeah. So they. <laughs> They just show a bunch of short clips from A New He's Hope. He's playing checkers, isn't, you know? Isn't one of the scenes Obi-Wan going around the thing and the Death Star to turn off the tractor beam? <laughs> yeah, like, how would he know that? How would he have seen that? I, I could be wrong on that, but I feel like that was one of the scenes shown in Chewie's flashback. Also, and this is all done to the theme at the end of A New Hope, you know, that kind of celebration medal ceremony thing. Uh, yeah, the the wicca. Yeah, he he remembers the medal ceremony where he didn't get a medal. <laughs> Poor dog. So, in the Wikipedia says at the conclusion of the ceremony, Chewbacca remembers his adventures in the previous film and promises he will somehow come back to Luke, Han, Leia, R two, and C three uh, PO. Oh boy. Uh, so then they show the Wookies sitting down. Uh, in their tree, ho- uh, tree house, tree house. Uh, to a meal, and they pray. Yeah. And that's the last scene, and then I wrote, this fucked up mess has finally ended. Yeah, and you know, it wraps it up in a nice Life Day bow. <laughs> and uh, that's the Star Wars Holiday Special. It's a it's a long slog to watch this thing. So, something before they apparently become interdimensional yeah. beings... Do we think it was it was awkward for Peter Mayhew to, you know, embrace Mala and look at her lovingly, considering he was just a tall guy in that suit? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. When they when he first got there and him and Mala were all like super tender with each other. And there's like yeah. a full minute of them just staring at each other with It's acting, my friends. Oh my god. So uh, I would I would be remiss if I didn't mention that um that 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 the script at one point was handed over to Bruce Valanche. And that's pretty much 
you could just say that and sum up <laughs> Star Wars Holiday Special. Uh, before we we wrap up the episode, I do have to ask uh, both of you: Was uh, do you, Phil was this commercial uh, one of them that ran during the show? In the not so distant future, on a planet called Earth, it's Underoos. Star Wars Boba Fett is here. <laughs> that means Darth Vader's always near. C-3PO is lots of style. Too deep to just makes me smile. Star Wars underoos are here, yeah! Something out of sight in underwear. <laughs> Don't be so ridiculous, R2. Underoos are for earthlings. <laughs> yes! There you go. Yes, yes! <laughs> underoos! No, for, for the record, no. <laughs> All right, just making sure. Uh, any final comments on this? Our shortest uh, review. It's only an hour long. Wait, wait. You, so, so uh, it sounds like there's a budget story which needs to be shared. A, a which? Oh, with regards to the. You said you you read a history of of this whole. Oh yeah, special. yeah. Just to, the the money ran out, and they had. The, you can tell at the end when it's uh, all dark lit. Um, and not, you know, doesn't quite, I, I think they had a much uh, grander uh, ending planned if you, for the show. If you look at it, it looks like the stage of a high school production of a play. <laughs> yeah, does. exactly. No, it really, like, yes, I, I, it I'm, does. I'm not, I, like, I'm not trying to be mean. It actually does. I, and I remember thinking last night when I was watching it, that doesn't look great. We haven't been mean this whole episode. We've just described what's happened. Yeah. The sad thing is that's, you're not even wrong. Like, we're not making things up. We we just described to you a real thing that's on television, and there's video evidence. Yes. For the record, that, that Star Wars commercial didn't play. This one did. <laughs> then tonight happens. Oop. He'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, not, <laughs> that, that's a different audio track. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> These are such shit toys. <laughs> you know. You know what? Anthony Daniels made so much fucking money doing commercials. Oh yeah. Just Meepio selling shit for years. Uh, Cereal and fucking toys. That fucking shill. I hate him. <laughs> uh, hey, at least he did a genuine Christmas special. Have you guys ever have no. ever listened to the C three PO Christmas special? No. Yeah, no, it's a thing. Oh. Look it up. Oh, okay, no. I will. Um, oh God. But okay, so we've already talked about how this thing has no target audience. What makes this a holiday special? Well, it was on like a week before Thanksgiving <sighs> in the U.S., and that's about Life Day. Yeah, there is nothing holiday about this. Like they give presents. They do give they presents, and then and then a prayer at the end with the 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 the, the balls do kind of look like um <laughs> you know Christmas balls. ornaments, a kind yeah. of maybe, kind of. But 
what I don't know, like the, you, the robed Wookies, like in their Masonic uh, <laughs> ceremony. But you could have aired this in the middle of the summer. Like, there's nothing no- December Christmassy about this. And I realize it's already a hooey, you know, kind of idea. We're gonna shoehorn a variety show, a, a holiday variety show, into Star Wars. But yeah, I, but yeah, uh, it happened. This yes, is, it, it sure really did. Happened. All right. Well, a day to celebrate. So we'll we'll uh, close with this. Good old good old Fallon did uh, acapella Star Wars along with the car- the cast from Force Awakens. So I'm sure he laughed about how funny he was the whole time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, so Jimmy Fallon, I'm so funny. So uh, we'll see what we do in a week from now. We'll have to figure it out for tapings, but. Uh, uh, we will see you probably in a week. Uh, in the meantime, oh, we will do Force Awakens in the near future because we've really got to come back from this. Please. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Thanks, Phil. I am uh, at Slip with Five Eyes or Sleep. At Megamix.com. And at Philip A. Iver. Go to at Mezzanine Sleep over on Twitter and we'll see you all in a week, brothers. All right, folks. Go. go. Ba 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 